0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Three, two,
1: one. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club. Eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you,
0: but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We
1: have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. (laughs) Here in the St. Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080TheFan.com. Happy Saturday, Happy
2: Saturday
1: morning! Hello. Will Darkens, what's happening, my man? Oh, yes. Yeah! Yes!
2: Oregon State with a huge win, one forty. Team 42 over Northwest University. The Oregon State Beavers are 2-0 in men's basketball, and they are number one in the Pac-12. What up? Let me just tell you something. While I was watching that game, yeah. I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. There's actually a Northwestern University? No, Northwest University. Or Northwest, that's right. Northwest University. They are assumed from the Pacific Northwest. They are an NAIA school, and they lost... 114-42 to the beeves. And the big highlight, Ethan Thompson 17 points. I didn't look at, look at the entire box score, but I assume everybody scored 17 points for the Beavers if their leading point scorer had 17 points.
0: Uh Northwest University's uh mascot is an eagle.
2: So that's pretty tight. I guess so. I mean If that's your thing, if you're eagle, having eagles. Eagle versus Beaver. Uh, the balance, though, the Oregon State Beavers, uh, 57 points in each half. Oh, that's an entire college basketball game for a lot of teams. And a matter of fact, 42 points was how many Northwest University <laughs> have. So it was it was 57-15 at halftime. Um, that's pretty cool. So we just beat the Ducks. Oh, did you? The Oregon
0: State beat. I was watching basketball. Team. I'm
2: all in on college basketball right now. Are they still playing? Well, back you have a sad college life, football? Then. I can't believe you're watching college basketball <laughs> no, in COVID times. I I am not. I got a new phone, and there seems to be some. Um, did you get a free year of a college basketball subscription with it? No, but all of the apps seem to be a little bit off. So you missed the game last night. No, I didn't. Oh. The ESPN app is giving me my favorite teams, Yeah, and it's giving you the quick highlight, like the, the snapshot like on your you widgets. a push. Yeah. Well, no, not the push. Oh. You get your widgets. You have an iPhone. Oh, you mean on the app. No, not the app. The widgets. Oh, you do widgets? Yeah. You do a little swipe left, and it just gives you a quick
0: overview of the scores. Not a fan. No. Not a fan. Uh, well, I tried the widgets. Not a fan
2: of it. I'm okay with the widgets. I got there's... one widget. It's the weather. That's it. Okay, I don't need to go into my app to see my favorite team's scores. That's the benefit of it. Mm. Except for yesterday. They decided to give me the Beavers basketball as one of my favorites instead of Beavers football and Ducks, which are both listed as favorites on there. So I don't have that on there. Now I watched the whole game, so it did not matter. And you're right your Oregon State Beavers beat them ducks. How about that? I'm going to take full credit for this one. Can I, can I tell you something? I think there's a lot of people out there listening to this radio broadcast that were pretty upset that the Civil War was going away. But sorry, I will say, what the Civil War used to be the name of oh this football gosh. game.
0: Oh my gosh, dude.
2: It is no longer the Civil War, and the first installment of The game between the Oregon State Beavers and the Oregon Ducks. Thank you. Was pretty damn good. It was pretty good. It was pretty fantastic. And regardless of the results and the way it finished out, the final few moments were tense. It was a battle to the bitter end. It was almost like some sort of war between brothers. Well. No?
0: No. Okay. Now, see, you're mentioning, you're trying to say war between brothers as in the Civil War. And no, you're, no, you're, no you're, I you're didn't goading, say that. I didn't say that. You're goading me to go politically correct aggro on you and give you a history lesson. Oh, Bro. you go ahead and do that. Let me tell you something. I'm going to whip out my chai tea and man bun and tell you what's what about this, <laughs> the C word. Okay. The C dub. <laughs>
2: The C word. The C Dad. The C word. Uh, gloat, 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 gloat. You're beef. Go, go, go. How happy are you? What's what's your feeling today? How'd you wake up this morning? Were you three feet above the bedspread just dancing on air? Uh, yeah, but
0: that's because I got lucky.
2: Hey-oh.
0: <laughs> Last night in, this morning. I can't believe they still let us in here. Right, well, they do. Yeah. Last night in, this morning. No. Okay. Uh, So that's never really that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, man. It's freaking awesome. It was awesome. All of it was awesome. Uh, It was a win that for the most part just looked like gutting it out. It really did. It really did. Because uh, I think if you look on paper and if you look at measurables, obviously the Oregon Ducks have a more talented roster and the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, the Oregon State Beavers have, for the past four games, gotten better, which yeah. is what sneakily made me start to think, even at the end of the first half, I think they still have a chance to win this yeah. game. And I had a lot of people on Twitter, and a lot of people I was texting with who were just basically like, ah, here we go. Here's what <laughs> it is. It's going to be this second half complete demolition of this Oregon State defense, which looked completely listless. Let me just... Uh, give you evidence a Jalen Reds first touchdown run. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Dude, I tweeted after that that I was like, you know what? I would be disappointed in this and it would make me angry, but this has pretty much been an Oregon State Beaver defense for the past three years. So it's just expected.
2: You came out after week one and were very disappointed with the defensive performance against Washington State for your Beavs. And you said the defense was, I believe you said, awful.
0: Yes, it is awful, but it is. it's terrible. And let me also say just for the, uh, you know, the sake of a uh, 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 parody here, Oregon's defense is awful. And that's the thing <laughs> I can't understand. There were so many moments last night where I was just like, oh, that, I guess they're not going to tackle that guy. Uh,
2: what do you need for a recipe to win these major upsets? Right. It's the, the Ducks are a, a two touchdown favorite going into this game. You need your best player. To be at his best. Best player for the Oregon State Beavers, Jamar Jefferson. He was fantastic from the first play, 82 yards. He ran for 226. He was outstanding the entire game.
0: Did you know that he broke some civil, or, oh, I'm sorry. I almost did it. Oh, also.
2: man. What's Some up. rivalry game record. Yes, he did. That's the most rushing yards by anyone on either side of the football ever in 124 matchups between the Oregon State Beavers, and the Oregon Ducks.
0: Now, did you know that from your own research or from the uh, probably 80 times that was mentioned during the broadcast? Well, the
2: nice thing was they when they mentioned it those 85 times in the final five minutes of the game, Oregon State had stopped giving him the football during the last five minutes of gameplay, which was about 45 minutes. That game was well over four hours last night. Yeah, It was a um, long football. My wife kept saying, what time did this game start? I go, 4.30. She's like, it's almost 9. I go, yeah.
0: Well, going back to your question of, you know, what's the recipe? Because you yeah. said, you know, you your need best your best player, player to be... Uh, the best player bad. having the
2: best game. You need another guy to step up and play out of his gourd. Tristan Jebia played a fantastic game, especially in the fourth quarter. Poise under pressure. Mm. You need to have some things break your way, turnovers and, and injuries. And, and But you also need it to come down to that you need that moment. Very rarely do you get an upset where the moment doesn't go in your favor and it comes down to a fourth down and like a quarter of an inch and then there's an offside so now it's an eighth of an inch cuz you mm. get half the distance to the goal. That really bothered me. <laughs> I know they were exploiting the rule, but that to me and go ahead. Your quarterback I'll get into your it. quarterback limps off the field and then you have the I mean The biggest, the biggest disappointment I'll get to in a second, but Chase Nolan coming in and and getting one snap ever in the division one football game and running it in for a touchdown where that offensive line push was they're like, dude, we're going to have to do this for the kid. They pushed three yards deep in the end zone. You get the go ahead touchdown. Oregon looked like they were just completely given up in those, those last three play four plays that they ran uh, with the 30 seconds left. Um, the biggest do- disappointment with this game though, was no fans. I don't know if you feel the same way, but everything that happened to have nobody at research stadium for that was wildly disappointing. Not a disappointment for me. Cause we won. Okay. Um, and if you, uh,
0: checked it out afterwards, uh, AJ McCord over at the coin, yep. uh, she was one of the reporters at the game and she got a pretty sweet video of all these,
2: uh, the honking sites
0: <laughs> Riding around Reeser's yep. uh, parking lot doing
2: honks and yeah. flag waves. And that was really it. nice. You could hear it in the broadcast, all the honking and stuff were going on. So it was cool.
0: I thought what was so great about that was just that it exemplified what Corvallis really is, which is like it is the most small town of college towns that you can really get on the West coast. You know, I know, I know a lot of people will point towards uh, oh, sure. Pullman, but um I will tell you right now, Pullman is literally like an outpost in the middle of nowhere. It is. It, it is. It, it literally, is. it's not really even a town. It's just like, it's almost <laughs> as if like some ghost just like <laughs> spit a met, like a small town onto earth. And Wait, it was like, ghost? boom, done. A ghost hocked a loogie. Well, I don't want to get all religious on your ass. <laughs>
2: And became bull.
0: <laughs> there's a bullman. town jerk
2: now uh, now everybody drink cougar fans the uh, fan text line is 503 250 503 250 1080 i want to make sure all his of you name is have will to do but drink will darkin's played fullback for oregon state i'll give you his home address <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh but yeah i mean it, it was about what corva is.
2: quaint quaint goes down <laughs> bullman <laughs>
0: It's a quaint
2: college town. Corvallis. Quaint Corvallis
0: town. is. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, but it was. I mean, it, it was showing that, man. I mean, and I think that was such a good part of, you know, showing how great this rivalry was. Can I defend Pullman
2: real quick? No, you can't. When they had College Game Day, oh really? That yeah. place was. Oh gosh, that was so
0: cool, wasn't it? When they had College Game Day. Hey, can you tell me for how long they uh, tried to get College Game Day? How they desperately tried yeah, to get College get it, Game and Day, they'll get it in another forty years mountain
2: outpost town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> You're just mad that that Washington State beat Oregon State to open the season. Other than that, and a bad spat in the Washington game, Oregon State would be the team on the playoff cusp. Hey. Who's, uh, who's uh, Washington State's most notable player? Most notable. Most notable player. Yeah, the one that everybody thinks of right off the like, bat. Like, are you talking historically Terry Baker? Uh, is, come are, on. Are you going to do that with? No, no, no. Come on. You, you know say, who it is. What's that? Ryan Leaf. Yeah, it's is Ryan that what Leaf. He was, it's Drew Bledsoe. It, I know you it's wanted Ryan, Ryan Leaf. Leaf. No, it's not. It's, it's Drew totally Bledsoe. Ryan it's Leaf. Drew Bledsoe. He makes wine, and he was a great, great college quarterback no. and a very good NFL. Everybody will go, oh, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, the guy no, who played it's No, it's not. No, it's
0: not. I gotta tell you, it it's was true, so it's enchanting true, it, having Mike Leach just act like a complete a hole for <laughs> for all those years. It was so funny. It, I was. Thought it was great. It really was. It's so nice when your college town's uh, personality gets taken over by a pirate. Yar. it's so good. It's so great when you have no culture and then you have to rely on yeah. like an overweight, just like totally washed out dude to like pick your culture up. Yeah. All right, I'm done hating okay. on the Cougs. I'm are done.
2: You, are you sure? I'm done this Oregon hour. State. <laughs> Oregon State just beat Oregon, and you chose to well, use you your time. Well, you got me
0: on it. I, it's your fault. No, it's not. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was an incredible win. I mean, it was great. And, you know, there's a lot of things that people point to, and I, I was seeing it a lot on uh, on the socials afterwards. A lot of people, uh, Duck fans saying, incredibly disappointing loss because it really shouldn't have happened. And I can understand that from one viewpoint because, yes, like we said at the top of the show, talent to talent. It's no question Oregon's better, but on this day, all three of those factors you mentioned when it comes to an upset where you have the better talent or, uh, when you have the momentum, uh, you know, your best players playing his best game and you get a little bit of luck. You know, honestly, I think the CJ Verdell injury really was a huge part of that game because before that he was getting solid gains and you were having him and, um, uh oh, uh, die, you were Travis having him Dye, and die yeah. and you were having Habibi Leikio. I mean, that three back set that they had w- was really punishing the Oregon State uh, defensive line. So, I, you know, you had all three of these things work in your favor and you won. The one thing I will just say that I want people to quit saying <laughs> this matters because it's a rivalry game, but. Yes, this season kind of doesn't matter because it's COVID. Like I'm watching a football game right now, and the, the, the whole stadium's completely empty. Oh yeah, Here. no.
2: Well, th- last night the stadium was completely empty, and yeah, it's 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 a very strange, bizarre football season. But you know what? It was the first time I sat down and watched a college football game that felt like a college football game all year. And, it was, and you watched it, and because it was a rivalry game, you can throw all that out the window. Yeah. And if you're saying that there's no energy in the stadium because there's no fans, dude, at the end of that game, you could see that every player on the field was 100% invested into it. It reminded me of the NBA bubble with no fans, people saying that there would be that lack of intensity and it wouldn't matter to the players because you don't have somebody yelling you know, terrible remarks about somebody's mother at the players on the court. Well, guess what? Everybody cares about the football game because the game matters. The, the game itself has enough weight to carry it, and and it was a great game, and it was a very entertaining football
0: game. Well, it was. I thought it was nice that uh, there seemed to be a lot of national pull for this rivalry game because usually, and this is something that we kind of made fun of a little, uh, was that you know whenever the national broadcast gets this game, they always seem to get the two guys or the crew. That just knows nothing about Oregon sports. (laughs) The the only things they really know is that, like, yeah, you know, Oregon State, uh, you know, they kind of look like Oklahoma State, I think. So, that's the thing. Uh, You know, Chip Kelly used to coach for them. Did you know that? Yeah. Uh, And then I think... They get big recruits, I'm pretty sure, so I'll hammer that home like the whole broadcast. I'll
2: just keep talking about how great that recruiting class is but really not mention any in-depth analysis of players. I will say one thing that makes it very easy for national broadcasters too, and they brought it up 700 times. You know, Jonathan Jonathan Smith was their quarterback. That yep. Did you know that? Oh, the best season that they ever had. Boy, it's uh, it's the golden sun coming. Boy, they on. love Boy, that story. Oh, let me tell you something. Yeah. I could just rap on that
0: narrative all morning. And they did,
2: and all night, and all I right. loved it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Oregon State Beavers are your big rivalry game <laughs> winners for this year. Do we have a name for it yet? I want to call it the Willamette Whoopie. The Willamette Whoopi. The first ever Willamette Whoopi champions is your home school, the Oregon State Beavers. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about the game and uh, what this means for the Pac-12. We'll do that next. It is the center and the saint on 1080 The Fan.
1: All
2: right, welcome back in. We have uh, a lot to get to today. We had Thanksgiving uh, football that uh, looked very much like um, little giants. And uh, that is not just a joke about the play calling. Uh, That has actually been verified by the coaching staff. Uh, We have to talk about what uh, Russell Wilson and Sierra's love smells like. Uh, We need to talk about uh, deer stealing a rifle from uh, a hunter. Awesome. Yes. Uh, So we have a lot to get to and a uh, old man boxing match that uh, people seem to care about, but I'm not sure why. But I know why. But right now we're talking about the Civil War. The not Civil War. Right now we're talking about the... Not Civil War. I swear, dude, you say that like
0: seven, eight more times. You're going to get I'm going to just walk out on the show. That makes sense. I'm Uh, just literally going to get up from this chair. Do it. And just go to my local coffee shop, get my soy latte, come back, and wrap up my man bun and tell you exactly what I think.
2: The broadcast last night you d- you brought up uh, briefly, the fan text line 503-250-1080. Uh, the commentators were so bad, I ended up putting it on mute and listening to my five-year-old twins beat on each other over whatever toy they wanted to play with. Far more informative. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm a little disappointed I didn't put on the broadcast that was right here on 1080, the fan. Mm. I would have liked to have hear, heard the disappointment in the voices of the broadcasters. Why do not you just listen to your twins? Oh, um, they were asleep because um, the game finished off at, like, midnight. Well-behaved. Yeah, they're quite quite well-behaved. And, um, you know, they don't really care about the football game. Sure. So they got bored pretty quickly. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. They're like, oh, what is this, college? This year's college football season doesn't even matter, Father. As you know, COVID Mm -hmm. has ravaged the entire schedule of many formidable opponents. Right now, we're going to be watching a game between the Oregon State Beavers and the Oregon Ducks that we can't even call the Civil War anymore, Mm -hmm. and neither of these teams really has a realistic chance of doing anything beyond the scope of a conference that is irrelevant to college football. I'd rather be asleep. That's what they said to me. That was Zuzu, wasn't it? That was Zuzu. Yeah, I knew Yep. She's, She's always saying that. Yeah. Speaking you of- You literally the, can't stop her from saying that. Speaking of the irrelevance of college football on my television right now in the studio is the matchup between two and three Michigan and O-5 oh and Penn State. And uh, every time I look up, it just looks like these teams do not care at all. Uh is
0: this quite possibly the game that both coaches could get fired after?
2: I'm thinking this like might no be... no matter what the outcome. Uh, even with the Kansas plan, <laughs> this is probably going to be a tie. This will be the second tie since the 1983 toilet bowl. Perhaps. Yes.
0: Um, I do want to uh, go back to the broadcast because there was Please. something yeah. trending uh, last night about sideline reporter Shelly Smith. So, uh, Shelly Smith uh, was down on the sidelines because that's her job. She's a sideline reporter. That's right. That makes sense. And... She, I think, was probably prompted by producers to talk about how heated this rivalry is. And they do this all the time with yep. every rivalry game they play. They they need to have a segment or uh, a little hit where it's like, "Hey, this thing's intense, dog! Like this is this is some this is some hardcore s right here. Like when these teams get together, like somebody is bound to get
2: a black eye." Would you like to know how intense this rivalry is? Yeah, let's go down to our Shelly Smith on the sideline.
0: This truly is one of the nastiest rivalries in all of college football, and how do I know? Because I've been to a bunch of them. Once I was here with my niece Vanessa, who was wearing her Ducks jacket, she got hit and hit in the head with a chunk of ice. It didn't knock
2: her out, but it knocked her. her silly. Nice. <laughs> I did hear that. And I just shook my head. Like, really? You oh. that, that's how you know it's an intense rivalry? Is somebody threw ice at your knees? It uh, shook her silly, Luke. It did knock her out. Damn it. But a doctor's silly.
0: Yeah, I, I, I just, I wonder what was going on production-wise that they, like, let her go with that. Because, you know, with these, like, you know, they have the meeting the night before where they go yep. through the rundown. And, of course, in live sports, like, you don't, you, know, you can't expect everything. But you have planned hits. Yep. And this is a planned hit. It is... I, we're coming back from break, and I want you to talk about how crazy this rivalry game is. Yeah. Well, if I've you, been to a bunch of them. Right. If you can, fit in a personal story. Sure. Shelly Smith should have known, like, okay, maybe you have been to a lot of these games, but that story's going to fall pretty flat. Maybe you should just go <laughs> to, like, uh, you know, some old player you talk to who, like, really hates the Ducks or the Beavers sure, or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But instead... This truly is one of the nastiest rivalries in all of college football. And how do I know? Because I've been to a bunch of them. Once I was here with my niece, Vanessa, who was wearing her Ducks jacket, she got hit and in the head with a
1: chunk of ice. It didn't knock her out, but it knocked her, her silly.
2: Yeah. And you know what? She had a bad fourth quarter.
1: <laughs> I don't
2: think anyone would. <laughs> Vanessa, she didn't play well in that fourth quarter.
0: I mean, I feel bad for Vanessa because I will admit if, like, I was at a rivalry game here in the future, and I had all my uh, my beaver gear on. Yeah. And say I was at Autzen or something. I don't know. Sure. And somebody threw a chunk of ice in my head. Yeah, I'd be pissed. I I can imagine. What if it knocked you out? If it knocked me out, I think I would be okay with it. Would have been knocked knocked you silly. Yeah, now if it not be silly, that's where I'm going to get really mad. Now I'm mad. Now you have my ire, sir. Uh, I am going to turn around and give you some strong
2: words. And those words, you might not be able to understand them because you remember, I have been knocked silly. So one of the disappointing things about this game is uh, the game was great. Uh, Oregon State uh, fans, I'm I'm sure, are elated. But what is now the big storyline from that game? The Pac-12 no longer has a chance at mm-hmm. the college football playoff yeah i did they ever no no no, no. they ne- no they never did uh do you look at this as a a black eye for the pac-12 like the national pundits are talking about
0: um well i mean you know it depends or it's just on, more of the same yeah I, I guess i'm gonna say you know it depends on what the scope of your black eye is that you're actually talking about, meaning, yes, it is an incredibly large black eye if you planned on getting into the college football playoff. Uh, No, not really. If you consider this season like I think most people are, which is, eh, it's kind of a wash. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this season to me has always been about a barometer. It's about some certain teams that have, uh, you know, a little bit of momentum or a little bit of improvement ahead of them that you can kind of just check in and see, like, Oh, are they getting better? With Oregon, if you're looking at this season and you've seen the past four games, you're starting to get a little bit worried because you're seeing that, well, yes, there's a lot of young uh, talent in the secondary for what we have on defense. You know, we're bringing in all of these great wide receiver recruits coming defense, in here. Defensive next...
2: line, linebackers. Yeah. At every level of the defense, you've got stars. It's a little concerning.
0: It's a little concerning also that you have a quarterback who, uh, you know, for the most part, Seems like you're trying to set him up as your franchise guy here for the next, you know, counting this year, three years. And he doesn't seem great. He doesn't seem like he lines up with the type of talent that you've brought in through this recruiting, you know, surge that Mario Cristobal's had here in the past two years. So I think if you're Oregon, you're kind of looking at this like, this is a little concerning. We don't seem like we're really getting better. If you're Oregon State, you look at this and you go, wow. Wow. Things are starting to look a little better here. Yes, we lost our first game kind of embarrassingly. Maybe we should have won that Husky game. Wow, well, we beat Cal, and even though Cal seems terrible, we beat them. And we just beat Oregon. Yeah. They seem to be getting better each game, I don't which think- I couldn't have predicted. <laughs> I would have told you the complete opposite. I would have said this was an 0-6 season for the Beavers.
2: Yeah, uh, and and th- the funny thing that they mentioned in the uh, in the broadcast that I found also amusing, they're like, this just mean, this win just means so much, so much for the recruiting for these Oregon State Beavers. I mean, the in-state talent in Oregon is going to be looking at this game and going, maybe I should wear orange. Not knowing that <clears throat> there's nobody on the roster <laughs> from Oregon uh, on the Oregon team except for uh, Patrick Herbert. There's one kid. Everybody else. <laughs> is. Oh, I'm
0: sure they got to walk on. Yeah. But scholarship guys, yes. yeah, yeah, Yeah. The, yeah, the, the Cristobal yeah.
2: plan is not, if we can win Oregon, we can win a national championship.
0: I think for Oregon State, though, it's an important step because if you're Jonathan Smith, the one thing you've kind of been, uh, you know, I don't know, the, the one thing you've been chained by in your first three years, you know, at Oregon State is the fact that recruiting, you have to be incredibly creative. Yeah, uh, Mike Riley was this say when he was here. You know, he would he went and found James Rogers and Jaquiz Rogers in a remote part of Houston where really nobody was looking at the two guys. Now quiz early on was getting some uh, attention from other colleges, not that many, uh, you know, division one colleges, but James was the first one that they looked at. And Danny Langsdorf, the offensive coordinator had gotten tapes sent to him from a duty new in Houston of James playing cornerback okay. in a uh, Texas all-star game. And he was like, just look at this guy that's all i'm saying you can find a spot for him on your team and he saw him and like the next day he called him up and was like dude you got to come here i know exactly what i'm going to do with you perfect so i, I mean yeah. you have to be creative about your recruiting if you're going to be in corvallis because of the fact that you know if you ever go out and you try to talk to these kids the first thing to think is oh wait you're the ducks or, oh you're not okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you, you got to find the guys who are optimis- opportunistic in that sense you well know, jamar I- jefferson great example
2: well and the other thing that i think is important for jonathan jonathan smith is if gary anderson can win a civil war you better be able to win a civil war right yeah
0: (laughs) and you know those were different circumstances i did it again yeah i know
2: twice in one sentence i know you get six more well whatever all right
0: um and you know those were different circumstances i I will say just because that um you know mark Helfrich was on his way out and that that I, i mean i know in retrospect now when we look at it that loss seemed kind of inevitable but like This, I think, was an important uh, rivalry win because Mario Cristobal and this team is on the uppest of up they can be right now. Like, they they got all the momentum behind them, and you just kind of sucked it out at home.
2: (laughs) Well, I also don't don't think, I mean, you mentioned that this is a COVID season and you can scrap it. I think think that that is something that you can look at for Oregon. I don't think it's going to kill the momentum that they have. No. One loss does not do no. that. This is this is a this is a nice win for Jonathan Smith, who's trying to build a program. He got a he got a win against Oregon before Jim uh, Harbaugh got a win against Ohio State on national
0: TV.
1: On national television, I think that's it's, something
0: really important to look at. Is again, this is on national TV, man. I mean, there's going to be dudes that are watching this. Now, yeah. it's not going to like open up the floodgates,
2: but you never know, dude you get a phone call tomorrow uh you're an 18 year old or 17 year old high school senior and he goes hey do you want to be the next jamar jefferson yeah i'm taking that call i'm you know. going to say how much <laughs> well i mean i mean i play linebacker and i'll probably end up being a fullback but yeah i mean i'd love to be okay here's how i see it i'm going to come there and i'm going to be a linebacker and i'm not going to be great at it and then
0: i'm going to be like hey can i do anything <laughs> else on this team and you're going to be like well we got this fullback thing and
2: i'll go You had me at, we got this thing. (laughs) Trust me. NFL uh, had only two matchups on Thanksgiving as opposed to three. Uh, The third game between the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers and the now COVID-riddled Baltimore Ravens will be played on Tuesday. We'll take a look back at how disappointing those games were on Thursday and look ahead to NFL Sunday tomorrow. We'll do that next after this college scoreboard update. I don't know how to feel about this next story. The, we'll get into the NFL, but before we do, this is from uh, page six. I can tell you how to feel. But well, I'll read you the story. I'll just read you the headline. Aroused. Is that how you feel already? No, I was telling you how to feel. Ciara and Russell Wilson launch fragrances inspired by their love. Ugh, <laughs> the I thought I was supposed to feel aroused.
0: What was the uh? What was the PR copy on that? What it mean? What do you mean? Well, because you know, whenever they do these type of uh, you know cross promotional, would, would, would you would you like to
2: hear what Ciara told People Magazine? Is that that's what it is. Okay. Did yeah, yeah, they hear it? Is. Because uh, whenever they do these things,
0: they always send out a press release. Yeah, and The press release right is just like a over. Just like overindulgence of what they're expecting this product to do.
2: This is a dream come true for both of us. I've been dreaming of creating my own fragrance for years, and the chance to introduce our first fragrance together is truly special and meaningful. Could you
0: imagine that, that your career dream is to just distill the smell of you and your wife or you and your husband doing it and selling it? Like that's that's her dream. That's what she's been wanting for years. It's going ca- to be
2: called Hey Seattle.
0: Hey Seattle. It's <laughs> going to be called Can you pay me more? <laughs> oh yeah. So- uh, but yeah, I mean, th- think about that. That's what Sierra's been wanting to do for years.
2: We created this fragrance during one of the toughest times in life, and it brought us such joy in the midst of it all. I was also pregnant, and my sense of smell was off the charts, which was an advantage. The experience was very special and memorable and creating a cool memories for Russell and I. Now... This is one of the toughest times of her life. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Go ahead and pull yeah, I know. She she just married an NFL quarterback who's getting paid forty million dollars a year and then they're having their first kid or second kid or whatever it is. The uh you need to you do need to pull up the um the smell. Wow, the fragrance vessel, the bottle, seems to be two penises. Intertwining. Is it really? Go ahead and pull it up. No, it's, it's not. It's two shiny metal rods intertwined what should with one I Google? another. Should I Google two penises? <laughs> uh, it's R&C, the fragrance duo.
0: Fragrance. Yeah. I'm going to put bottle on there and take the safety lock off Google search.
2: Yeah, you probably should. Yep. Go ahead and pull that up there and tell me what you See think there. of that.
0: Uh, Yeah, that definitely is. I don't really have to think about that. That's weird. Um, You know something? This just goes along with uh, what I find to be, like, one of the more confusing athletes who promotes. Like, Russell Wilson, I I can't really put my finger on, like, what his message is.
2: Russell Wilson is greatness on the field. Okay. He is so strange off the field. He's weird. He's just so bizarre. And the, I mean, the celebrity, uh, the wife and the being married to Ciara, who is, does she still make music or do anything? I think so. Okay. Her celebrity got a big boost by marrying him, right? Like she stays in the public eye because they stay in the public eye, right? I can't believe you would say that. Just, That's I'm just, really ask, I'm asking, you. you're the one that uh, has their own uh, pop culture podcast. Let me tell you something, because
0: you said that. <laughs> and I have no proof to back up that that is offensive. <laughs> I wish offended. you would apologize. Yeah.
2: I I apologize to Sierra and futures children and the Russell. Don't apologize
0: children. to them. Apologize to me. Oh, I'm sorry to
2: you. The pop culture maven of 1080 the fan. Um, yeah. They have their own fragrance.
0: Yeah. I, I just, you know, that's the thing with Russell Wilson that I really don't understand is that like, you know, most of these athletes, right. Um, you know, they have, like, a PR team behind them, if you're big enough, of course. Sure. Uh, that Like, for the most part, they get together with you and they do brainstorming sessions where they're like, okay, what is it that you are all about off the field? Like, what, what do you do? What kind of music are you into? What, what are your hobbies? Blah, 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 whatever. And
2: then they create a brand around that that is consistent can I, can I make a guess here? Yeah. So let's let's, just, let's go over this. We've got the fragrance. We've got the uh, nude photo shoots. The nano bubbles. We've got the nano bubbles. We've got the participation in the Portland Diamond Project, which is great. He, That's right. He's, he's got his, uh, I guess he's a Yankee, right? He's, they they sure. now own his baseball rights. He still he's shows, from New York. <laughs> he still shows up to spring training. And then he's a very, very good football player. Okay. These are the things that Russell Wilson has going right. for him. This is my guess. It's just a guess. Take it as you will. I will. You know how oftentimes you'll have that uber-talented athlete that comes out of college and decides to make his buddy or his uncle or his dad his agent or his mom his agent? Yeah. I'm guessing when Russell Wilson and Ciara got together, she goes, I want to be your publicist. Oh, really? That's my guess.
0: You think it was like a that's Federer thing?
2: Federer. Like that's,
0: what, that's what it is with Fetter. Federer, Federer oh, married uh, his wife, and his wife became like, his yeah. everything like yeah. manager publicist like that, this media is, buyer like everything yeah
2: this is my guess he goes he goes oh, I'll keep doing the football thing you take care of our image sweetie and mm. it's her i think her team is in charge of the whole football thing and that's or the whole image thing he's in charge of the football thing and uh the football thing is going great the image thing is is befuddling most of us Yeah. but i i couldn't tell you how he resonates in uh, the audience she's trying to reach.
0: See, and that's what's confusing about it is that, like, Russell Wilson has one side of him, which is about, like, I am wholesome dude who is all about JC helping kids and helping my community, mm-hmm. right? But then there's, like, this whole other side, which is, like, by the way, I like putting my wife and I's love juice into a bottle yeah. and selling it to you for 120. So you can squirt it on your neck and go take your wife out to the Red Blobster dinner you got playing this week. Is that all it is?
2: 120? <laughs> Amazon, here I You think I it's
0: bigger? You're not going to buy that, are you? Uh, Should I text Sharon and let her know <laughs> that's what you want for Christmas?
1: How fucking <laughs>
0: hilarious would that be if on Christmas Day you open it up and you're like, what the hell is this? And she's like, oh, yeah, Will texted me. He was like, oh, God, he wouldn't quit talking about it.
2: He said, this is what you wanted. Uh, like, how, how bad does that smell? Bad? Yeah. All right. Have you seen his hair? Yeah, it looks greasy yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, it's always sweaty or well, something. Well, yeah, but he's... I only see him playing football. I try to only see him playing football.
0: Like, I liked his haircut when he had the fade going, but then there's those times yeah. where he grows it out and he's got
2: the ponytail. I don't like that. Yeah, it's not good. No. Yeah, it just... That's one guy that can just stay on field, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, you're chuckling at the text line. I will re- read a couple, and then we'll get some good versus evil. Go go ahead with your favorites.
0: Uh, fragrance for the show, for our show, oh, uh, should be called Sinner and the Taint. <laughs> Ooh, you
2: don't want to smell that. <laughs> Are you the taint? How do you know? I'm pretty confident that I don't. Uh, we should get our own fragrance. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, It would, it would be just the- be
0: black coffee and sweat. It would be the same bottle.
2: Two intertwining metal rods. Uh, all right, good versus evil. We'll get to that. That's our uh, roundabout way of hitting all of the sports topics that uh, that we have not gotten to yet. We do it next, right here,
1: Center and Saint, ten eighty the fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened today? What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions. I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for good versus evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 the fan. Yeah, not 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 to be not to be rude or disrespectful in any way. Uh, I don't
2: I don't pay attention to any of that stuff. Um, I care about the opinions of those closest to me, my friends, my family. Uh, my teammates my coaches and uh, you know you you get to this level and you kind of you have to have vision and, uh, and do your thing that was
0: childhood friend you first saw naked and now as adults you really can't get the image out of your head Taysom Hill depending on who you are most of us were kind of shocked when it was reported that the ultimate frisbee all-american would start for the Saints not Jameis Winston last week well it turns out Hill was really good Two rushing touchdowns completed 18 of 23 passes, 223 yards, no turnovers. Saints win comfortably. Do you expect more of the same of Taysom Hill going forward? Or was this just one of those weeks where it was like, we don't know how to prepare for him?
2: Uh, It was fluky. I don't know that it was necessarily that they didn't know how to prepare for him. Um, That may be part of it. He threw a couple deep balls in that game that just looked awful. That were both completed, I believe. Yeah. Um, He doesn't look like an NFL quarterback. He just doesn't seem to have the fluidity that you need to do it. He looks like, you know, he reminds me of is when they put in Jack Coletto for your Oregon State Beavers, a linebacker playing quarterback. Um, But the Beavers are smart enough to pull him out after a little while. I think if you're trying to bridge, he threw last night. I know, I know. What I mean, honestly, it wasn't a bad throw. He was great at Camus. I watched him play a lot of high school football. He was a very good quarterback at Camus. But uh, anyways, uh, I digress. Uh, Taysom Hill will be found out. He will not last long as a starter in this league. But the Saints are a very, very good football team. Uh, so they may continue to win with him. But I don't think it will be because of him.
0: Welcome to the real world, though, right? Like, this is the real world. Marcus mentioned cancellations. Marcus mentioned postponements. Marcus mentioned people not getting checks. That's the real world. That's Ryan Clark. We expect or we keep expecting the Ravens to play better in the AFC, but it's really not shaking out that way. Last week, Baltimore blew an 11-point third-quarter lead to Tennessee. They're still 6-4, but 1-3 against winning record teams. To make matters worse, COVID infections caused their game. I guess the Steelers to be postponed until this next Tuesday. Who's the real problem on this team? John Harbaugh's coaching or Lamar Jackson's quarterbacking?
2: Uh, I brought it up before the idea that the offensive coordinator, you know, uh, Greg Roman, hasn't really been super creative in trying to, dis- to, dis- to disguise what works after it works. He was the offensive coordinator for San Francisco when Colin Kaepernick led the 49ers to the Super Bowl, but the year following that, they kind of got figured out, and Greg Roman never made any adjustments to it. Last year, you have your quarterback winning MVP, and, well, they don't seem to be making any adjustments to it. So I don't know that I'll blame John Harbaugh yet, but if he doesn't see the writing on the wall that he needs to step in and figure out that offense, uh, there's a problem, especially with a running quarterback. You mentioned Taysom Hill. They're going to figure him out. If you can figure out a guy like... You know, Lamar Jackson, they'll figure out a guy like Taysom Hill. But, yeah, I, I kind of blame everybody right now. Nice. Yeah, you are. That's always the easiest thing to do. Well, uh, Blanket I'll like it blaming. <laughs> well, I'll put it on the offensive coordinator to start. But if it continues, then it's definitely going to be a problem of, of the quarterback and head coach. But not yet.
0: All right. Time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from the world of science and animals.
2: I like where we're going here.
0: Your headline, Invasive Dog-Sized Lizards Pose Threat Across Southeastern U.S.
1: Yeah!
0: These black and white lizards could be the punchline of a joke, says this article I found on Google. <laughs> That's because the Argentine black and white uh, Tigu. Sure, sure. Tigou. all right, ...is an invasive species of dog-sized lizards that scientists worry could pose a threat to endangered species across the southeast.
2: Awesome. I need to pull up pictures of these lizards while you continue your story. The Tegu first came to the region
0: as it escaped or released pets and began to spread in South Florida. Where else? Yeah, they More did. More than decades ago. That's according to the National Geographics. But they are now reaching other states in the region. And have been spotted in Georgia, South Carolina, Texas, Louisiana, and Alabama. So you have dog-sized lizards walking around effing stuff up.
2: Yeah, they're pretty cool looking. They uh yeah, black and white, I don't know, they look kind of uh like any other lizard. They don't I was thinking that they'd be big patchy blotches of black and white, but they're gnarly looking. And they're a small dog. They're not like, you know, not like a German shepherd. Let me ask you something. Yeah. Are you a fan of birds? And low-growing fruit? Yeah, I can get down with that. Oh, dude, you're screwed. Really? That's, That's what, what they're wiping this out? lizard eats. That's oh, what it eats, man. dude. The low, it's literally going after the low-hanging fruit. That's right. That's right. All the apples on the bottom of my one branch that hangs low enough for the lizards to grasp, we're gone. In Venezuela, they're nicknamed the Lobo Pollero, which is translated as the chicken wolf. The old chicken wolf. Oh, they're not even going after, yeah, bird, flightless birds. They're not even going after birds. They're going after flightless birds. Watch, cover your cover your illegal penguins because the illegal lizards are going to come and get them. So they
0: uh, steal eggs.
2: Sure. Most, mostly chicken coop eggs. Yeah.
0: And uh, in the U.S., they could pose an additional hazard to the eggs of threatened or endangered species. Like uh, the eastern indigo snake, which I know you're a huge fan of. Well,
2: listen, the 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 politically incorrect thing to be would say to say would be, Civil well, they're endangered oh. for a reason. If these animals really cared about their eggs, they'd hide them. Uh,
0: <laughs> Are you gonna go like you're gonna go conservative? Talk radio animal on the are I just you?
2: did. I just did. Uh, that's about as far as I can go down that path. Yeah, this is Luke Anderson here. Today's topic: Why aren't these chickens hiding their eggs? Social responsibility. I'm not worried about. The, I'm not worried about running out of chicken eggs in this country. I will say that. If you it, sure. If there's some snake that I never heard of that's going extinct, you love I, that snake, and I've just heard of it right now. I'm not as concerned as I probably should be about it. You own I, many books on that, Snake. <laughs> oh, do I? Pretty sure. <laughs> I got a lot of books that I don't read. My I entire life, enti- the entire East Wing of my library I haven't even read. Are you that guy? You got a, just a bunch of books at your house? No, I've got a fair amount of books. I, I actually prefer libraries to stocking up and going purchasing books. Oh, tell me more, Grandpa. Well, hey, let's... <laughs> <laughs> I can go buy a book and let it sit there and collect dust after I read it one time through, or I can lend it to somebody and then never actually go and get it back. And then I'm just giving away 1699 or 1899 Canadian dollars.
0: My mom is uh notoriously vicious about, uh, lending books out and then like demanding them back. Being, yeah. Very yeah. strict about have like, to be. Otherwise I need never get this back. back. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, you don't like you have one whole room, which is just books.
2: And she's like, yeah. And I want them. <laughs> Yeah, that's why she has a room full of books. How many books are in your house right now? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah? I, I know there's at least seven, because that's how many Harry Potter books there are in my yeah. house. Oh, your house? <laughs> I even mind. No, no, I'm just saying in my house. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, well, we've got, we've probably got, actually, we've got a ton of books right now, because we have uh, so many kids' books. But we've got,
0: ah, uh, 100? Yeah, oh. that's kind of my guess. I'd say 100, maybe 120. I, mean, I
2: probably got 50. God, we're smart, huh? Yeah, look at us. Jeez probably more than I need, though. Let me tell you something.
0: If there was ever...
2: how How many books have you read more than four times? More than four times? Yeah. Oh. None. Okay, how many times do you have to read a book to justify owning it? Once? Twice, three times. Twice, three times. Okay, yeah. I was thinking four times justifies on I
0: it. I think so. And then there's certain books I have where I've earmarked parts that I like uh, okay. that I will go back to, and those yeah. aren't novels. They're mostly like How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh, now that I actually just carry around in my backpack <laughs> all the
2: time. It's in my back pocket. <laughs> Dale Carnegie. Tell me more. Yeah. Have well, you ever heard about Teddy Roosevelt? <laughs> I'll tell you. When these lizards start eating my books, you call me. That's <laughs> what I'm gonna be worried. <laughs> That's what I'm really worried. All right, that's your good versus evil. It's brought to you by our friends at 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. You can go check out their to-go menus or their delivery and to-go options by going to ATE hyphen-oh, hyphen In hour two of this fine program, we will talk about actual NFL football games inspired by the little giants. We will talk about a player for Tennessee who promises, or I'm sorry, for Vanderbilt, who promises to play like a girl today. And we have uh, a little bit of basketball we need to get into. You and I have not had the opportunity to talk about your Portland Trailblazers and their new look roster going into uh, going into 2021. So all of those in hour two and what to watch this weekend. We do it next. Center and Saint on 1080 The Fan. I'm-
0: this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?